0: Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back to the DL Link Show on 101.9 Hi FM. Um, I have uh, Nikki Rowe Rowe Botham on the line. She is a founder, a business leader, and author of the book, Seven Steps to Finding Flow. And she's built and supported many successful leaders, global teams, and businesses in the corporate space over the last 16 years. And through her personal experience with stress and high performance and delivery, um, she launched a journal business, Inspired Change, in uh, 2018, and her personal brand in 2020, and all as a platform to share her learnings around stress and the pursuit of a more easeful life. And we're, we we're just talking to Professor Rappaport about the numbers, the cancer numbers, and so many people talk, point to stress. Um, and so that's why this is a very important conversation that we're having. So I'd like to welcome Nikki onto the show. Nikki, welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Nikki. It's good to be here. Listen, I, I hope um, I hope I pronounced your surname correctly. Robotham, Robotham. Robotham, Robotham, either of those are correct. You don't mind? I love you. Because it could change throughout the show. You know that. <laughs> Mickey, I must say, I was very excited when I came across your book, um, Finding Flow, um, because everyone talks about flow, talks about getting into the zone, um, and I'm not going to explain it because you've written a book on it, but for our audience listening, what do you mean by flow? <laughs>
1: Thanks, Nikki. It, it, it really is a central concept. And I think it's become quite a popular concept, which we hear bandied about as a term so much in popular press nowadays. And I think that's because a lot of people are looking for a more easeful way of living. They need, you know, they're tired of living, tightly wound up, stressed out um, and, and feeling completely overwhelmed. There's been a a lot of literature published in the past around finding a flow state, which is really more of a transitory state that we enter in order to create something or do something. Whereas I fundamentally believe, um, and, and based on the state of our nervous system, that finding a state of flow should more be a state of being as opposed to a state of doing, not something that we, we come into for, for one hour a day when we're trying to deliver something or in the old days, compose a concerto at a piano or something like that. It really was based on my experience um, and my personal history with stress. Um, when I was diagnosed with a nervous system in a state of freeze, which for most people, the easiest way to describe that is I was living in a state of fight or flight, really locked down and, and shackled in an invisible straitjacket of stress. And the whole concept of finding flow is really around, first of all, releasing our nervous system back into that state where it can transition, um, back into rest and digest, um, which is really, you know, this is working with your, um, uh, your sort of nervous system around the unconscious section, um, and really making sure that you can flow back into those states of stress when you need it but really be able to rest recover and regenerate when you need it as well um, and it talks to you how you manage your energy during the day during your life and and where you see see balance in your life from that perspective it really is premised around that ability to have an easeful sense of flow in your life, how you show up every day, how you do things from that perspective. Um, and I often find that we're far more productive. We're far more creative. I know I'm able to deliver more, um, when, when I'm, when I'm really managing my energy, my resilience, um, and the state of my nervous system from that perspective. Life does happen and, and things. Fantastic. Fantastic,
0: Nikki. We're gonna, we're gonna take a quick break and then I want to break it all down. So stay where you are. We will be right back. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back to the DL Link show. We're talking about stress. We're talking about finding flow. We're talking about flipping the script on stress. Um, I have Nikki Robotham on the line. She's just written a book called The Seven Steps to Finding Flow. Um, Nikki, so you personally went through an incredibly stressful time. You came to all of these insights. You did a whole lot of research. And for you, it's all about finding flow, having resilience, managing your energy levels. There was something quite interesting that you said as well. You said, Um, being able to access stress when you need it. So let's pause there for a moment and let's unpack that. So
1: are you saying that stress can be a good thing? Absolutely. Well, stress is a natural reaction to help us deliver um, at a very high level or to help us escape from a danger um, in our lives from that perspective. Our bodies were given this incredible wisdom to help us survive and thrive from that perspective. But the problem is, is we've almost abused that that mechanism within our bodies to help us cope. And 70% of our days are spent in a state of stress. And so many people are wearing it as a badge of honor, but we're not supposed to be almost redlining our bodies in that stressed out state permanently without being able to dip back down like a normal energy wave um, and really rest and recover and come back to be able to deliver again. Instead, we're wearing out our bodies um, and normalizing the state of stress. Um, I know personally and I see many people around me who almost made their homes in that stressed out state. Um, their triggers are so close to the surface, whether it be sitting in traffic, responding to an email, you know, on a call, especially back-to-back video calls in the current situation that we're in. Um, or, you know, just responding to a phone call or a WhatsApp on their phones. So many people are constantly staying in that stressed out state. And really what I ask people to look at in my book is the story you're telling yourself about your stress and your relationship with it. What is the justification we're using for staying stressed out? Um, and how do we then start to flip that script and say, we need to stop the glorification of busy, and we need to stop wearing that stress as a badge of honor because unfortunately it does wear on our health, our life, um, and our sense of wellness. Um, as they often say, you know, your health will whisper until it screams. Let's not wait for the scream. Mm. I, I, what I love in the book is how you break down.
0: First of all, you start off with your story, your experience, Um, And how eventually you kind of saw the light. And then you give a great breakdown on how stress actually works, what happens to the body, what's going on. So you've broken it down in a fabulous way for people to understand. And um, so my understanding there, based on what you've said, is that stress is good. We need it. But we've forgotten how to switch it off. In other words, it's not just that we are stressed all the time. Psychologically, we've almost become addicted to being stressed, hence the badge of honor or the glorification of busy. So if we're looking at the twofold, and maybe you'll disagree with me. So it's a physiological thing that you stress, you talk about the fight or flight and freeze. And then there's this idea that we've got to be busy. It's, we, we, you know, we're busy, busy, busy. This is who we are, our story of stress, how we identify. So how would you then break that down? Do we go, with the mental, do we go with the physical? What what, what do people do? Is, is, are these the seven
1: steps to finding the flow? Um, it, it is absolutely they they work with the seven steps to finding flow and the, the the physiological effects of stress are absolutely dealt with, especially in my first step to finding flow. But I think the first thing we have to do is really own our stress and create the awareness that potentially it's not serving us in the way that we're currently. You know, existing with our stress in our lives. And I think that awareness, I had a number of quite severe wake up calls at the start of my journey to, to start changing my relationship with stress. And I think having that awareness and no longer accepting the trade off that I was paying my life was really the pivotal start of all of this. But where I really saw my My physiological and my mental reaction to stress change was in my first step to finding flow, which I refer to as release. And this really works with your your vagus nerve and in your autonomic nervous system, the unconscious part of our nervous system. Um, and it was really around releasing it using, deliberately activating that vagus nerve through um, tension release therapy to really help my body start to be able to release from that um, permanent state of stress. I'd normalized stress so, to so, such an extent that I really wasn't able to step out of that state from that perspective. My body was so locked down um, in that fear-based state uh, from, from that perspective. But there are a number of modalities you can use to be able to help improve the tone of your vagus nerve, what is referred to in the literature as vagal tone, and really help keep um, your resilience up um, on a physiological level. But it supports you on an emotional and mental level as well. One of the biggest changes I felt after a couple couple of those sessions um, with a facilitated professional was that I could almost see stress coming. Uh, often jokes that I felt like Neo out of the matrix. Um, and a lot of people hear it strangely when I say that, but it was re- previously I was so str- um, sort of triggered and strung out that stress was happening up close and personal to me. And I was very reactionary. Um, whereas after a few of these sessions where you, you deliberately activate your, your vagus nerve to be able to release your body back into its natural nervous system state. It basically, it's, it's the fail safe switch in our bodies. I could all of a sudden, it's almost like I had the space bubble that moved out and I could almost see the stress coming. I could see how people were going to react to things um, and I could choose how I was going to respond. And I started to realize that this was actually normal, um, but I'd had been i normalized my old state, my stressed out triggered reactionary state to such an extent that I'd forgotten what this felt like, which is why I think it felt quite surreal to me initially. Um, but it's been the most incredible support for my health and my resilience now, especially I'm under COVID and under the pandemic to be able to really have that awareness of the state of my nervous system, my emotions and where I'm sitting and how people are reacting and to be able to choose differently um, in terms of how I'm going to respond and what I'm going to do next. Very, very powerful. And, um,
0: again, more and more people talking about the vagus nerve, the role that it plays. And I'm wondering if people listening are thinking, Oh my goodness, it sounds like it could take so long. And you went to see someone and actually we all, and we could all actually do it on our own. We, our owns, we could all do it on our own. We can activate the vagus nerve. We can, um, we could work on it. We can reduce the stress. Perhaps before we say goodbye, Nikki, because I, I don't want to take anything away from the book. And I really Encourage people to go through because you you break it down really really well. But before I say goodbye to you, can you leave our listeners with one thing? Because I want them to get an idea of how simple it can be. It's not a huge thing that's going to take place in the in the distant future. It's they can start to
1: really reap the rewards within a short space of time. Absolutely. And and Nikki, just to your point, I mean, my full healing journey was under six months, but I really felt the benefit in the matter of four weeks. Amazing. Um, And and that for me is – and it doesn't – I actually, through through my seven steps to finding flow, I actually saved money. Yes, I worked with professionals on certain of them because I do believe that – you know, using really good, experienced help can sometimes help you achieve, you know, um, benefits far quicker from that perspective. But there are so many steps in the book that actually saved me money. Some of them don't cost anything at all. Um, and you can do as little or as, as much as you want. Um, I've got plans in the book which allow you to look at a plan for someone who just wants to dabble in the shallow end or someone who wants to go all in. It depends on where you're at and how ready you are to really change your relationship with stress. But I would just encourage people. I had the luckiest escape of my life, being able to reverse the effects um, that stress was having on my health. Um, people have said that if I hadn't healed when I had and we'd entered the lockdown, I most probably would have ended up with, um, you know, a far, far, far more sort of, you know, Severe illness, chronic illness from that, that perspective and potentially would have ended up in hospital. And so having been able to reverse the effects very quickly with very little expense and very easily um, for me is, is why this is so important to share. And one of the reasons I was called to share my experience, to make it accessible to people rather than being heavy. I've read yeah. all the science, trust me, <laughs> yeah. um, over the last three years, but I really want to make it accessible to people because everyone needs support. Fantastic, Nikki. We're going to take a quick break.
0: Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008 welcome back i've got nikki of them on the line she's just written seven steps to finding flow flip the script on stress um and really great And, and she breaks it down beautifully and as nikki was saying just before the break these are easy steps that you can take and you can turn things around nikki very quickly can you in 30 seconds share one quick little exercise to help with the
1: vagus nerve um, so really in terms of improving your vagal tone, which is something you can do every day from that perspective, um, meditation, massage, listening to music, um, swimming underwater and facial immersion in cold water are all things that really help you improve um, your vagal tone, which really helps with your resilience. Those are all things we know, but we have to keep Being consistent in terms of doing them. Um, and they really keep your vagal, vagus nerve operating at that resilient level. Obviously. So
0: if you want to, if you want to find out more about, um, this, this vagus nerve, wow. And what a, what a part it plays and how you can reduce the stress, um, when you activate it, get your hands on the book. Seven steps to finding flow. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us. All the best with your book. And, uh, hopefully you impact lots and lots of people. I think it's great.
1: Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me. Thank you, Nikki.
0: Um, So there we have it. Um, Really a kind of book that um, you can work through slowly, get an idea of stress, know that stress can be good, but know that you should be able to manage stress. And Nikki breaks it down, how you can um, do that, how you can achieve that. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.